This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Zoe Lyons is with us this morning. Um, if you want to text the show, you can do it on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> Morning. All right, ladies. All right, Frank. All right, mate. I don't know about that. Oh, I felt I, I had a lovely sort of post office picket line. Yeah. Feel to it. Kind of like I that. enjoyed it. So this morning's uh, texting, uh, cheese on its own, why is that wrong? Uh, that's a 12, 15. Um, I am still reeling from this week's Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, what happened? Well, Richie went... Oh. Now, I don't know, you might not be watching uh, Strictly, but... Not Richie from Absolute Radio. No, no, oh. I wouldn't mind. No, no, yes. Uh, oh. no. no, but this guy is a, is a West Bromwich Albion fan. I've met him several times. He used to be the announcer at the Albion at one time. Is he the radio man? He's Zoe Balls. Uh, oh, yeah, OK. I think they use the term sidekick on oh, non-commercial right. radio. Not a term I've ever liked. <laughs> but um, I always say my co-presenters. Mm. Very inclusive. I say side But he was really good, and I thought really looked like he could be brilliant. Mm. And then he went this week. Oh, did he make a big boo-boo? No. Oh. It's a Just, mystery. Oh. It's a mystery. Mm. It's like... Um, it's like quasi quartang. No one can work out why you got. Oh no, that it doesn't work. That doesn't work as an analogy. But no, I was genuinely upset. Oh, it was. Uh, it was awful. Shame. If you don't watch Strictly, just we're not going to talk about it all day. But can I just say one other thing about Strictly? <laughs> you can say plenty of things. There's a there's a thing they do at the beginning where they say, "Ladies and gentlemen, the judges," and the judges oh, yeah. come appear, and they do a little dance. Yes. And one thing I can't. Any longer avoid is that Craig Revel Horwood can't dance. <laughs> he can't. He's like the most embarrassing unmarried uncle coming down, and just he's awful. And I thought, hold on, this bloke's like a leading choreographer. It's very difficult to nail a manoeuvre in twenty seconds. Well, the though, others do it, it every Watch week. Me. That's is, all I'm saying. Well, every week. Who's the? I mean, Shirley knows her. She knows her on. They do it. Just they don't try and do too much. They have the lovely lines. And then he does... Oh, man. But you know he's constricted with the clothing. Well, I don't think it's just the clothing. (laughs) Um, I think if... I I suspect he drives a tuk-tuk, as it were. Oh. Um, Now, look, I love Craig for his horribleness and all that, but he can't dance. Oh. Craig can't dance, and that's that's just the. Oh, this is going to be in the song It's a very tomorrow. bold statement. Yeah. Very, would you You're like saying, to do Strictly, Frank? I've been offered Strictly several times, but I think of myself as a confident man in any situation. Mm. Once I got a degree or two and yeah. had a bit of success, I felt you could put me in front of the Queen or mm. um, a bloke digging a hole in the road, and I could I could converse and be happy. To, you know, to walk with uh, kings and keep your, etc. But as soon as I start dancing, I become so self-conscious, I think I might faint on the floor. I think you'd be good at it. No, I don't. You've got an athletic figure. I I know, but I move like the tin man from The Wizard of Oz. But nobody'd notice that if you were in like a skin-tight shirt slashed to the navel. I don't like that. I I, I would be... I don't like that, Zoe. I'd be the comedy old guy. (laughs) Do you know what? I I used to talk about this on stage, that I'd be dressed as a giant... Pheasant <laughs> dancing to George Ezra's shotgun. <laughs> and uh, I can't, I can't live with that. Frank Skinner. So the thing is with, uh, the thing is with cheese is that <laughs> oh. when I'm preparing like a cheese sandwich or hmm. cheese on crackers, I often, you cut the cheese and a bit falls off and I just eat that on its own. Mm-hmm. That's better. 
Oh, I love those it's roads. better on its own. The but it's so off. low cheese. Oh, yeah. Do you like a cathedral? I, 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 I do. It's not my favourite. <laughs> OK. I like it's a Frank's favourite. I like a very crumbly, crumbly Wensleydale. Uh-huh. Okay. A slight saltiness to it, a slight tanginess. <laughs> and because it is crumbly, lots of corners do fall off. So before you know it, you've eaten an yeah, entire block. What I'm block. saying is, why bother, why bother with the crackers and stuff? Why not just eat massive chunks of cheese on there? That's what I want to do from now on. Are you? I think it's because the cracker is like a fascinator. It's like the same way that women use fascinators at weddings, it sort of distracts. And I think the cracker distracts from the fact that you're eating what is essentially a large block of fat. No, I'm all right with that. It was good enough for uh, Robert Falcon Scott in his uh, Arctic Did treks. He, what, he had cheese? They used to have big lumps of fat. I mean, they literally had properly big lumps of fat that they used. It's got a technical name. So it's, it's something like Pantechnicon, but it won't be that. Anyone, what's the, what's the big lumps of fat that um, <laughs> Captain Scott used to eat on his uh, Arctic expeditions or Antarctic? I can't remember which is which. Um, 8, 12, 15. Can't you think of a more original text? In? <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. It's somewhat like Pantechnicon. What is a Pantechnicon? Con. Is that a that lorry? Like a, that sounds like a geometrical square. Oh, po- don't a start. Yeah, uh, Frank, Ruth Jordan <laughs> has been in touch. Who? Ruth Jordan. Of course, Ruth. I like that you say, you say that like some sort of grumpy old headmaster. Who, boy? <laughs> I love it. Who is Gaza? Who is this Gaza? Ruth Jordan, she's mm. one of our regulars. Yes. Frank could never do Strictly. Because he'll never beat that dance he did in Y-France years ago on his TV show. He once said, a man dancing in Y-France would always be the funniest thing in the world. He wasn't wrong. I remember that when I had the idea for that sketch. It came to me accidentally. I got out the bat, I put white pants on, and the Venger boys came on the radio. And I danced, I danced, because on my own I can dance. And uh, I know they say dance like there's no one watching, but when you're a Catholic, that's very difficult. (laughs) Uh, Because there's always someone watching. Anyway, I danced and I saw myself in the mirror and burst out laughing. And I thought, I'll put this on telly Wednesday. Yeah. And I said to the producer, I've got this idea for a sketch. I'm in white pants dancing to the Venga boys. And he said, okay. And his pen was poised. And then what happens? I said, no, that's it. (laughs) And yeah. Um, it's been uh, mentioned many, many times. It's Someone asked me if I worked out. Did they? Oh. Yeah. What did you say? Um, <laughs> I was so stunned that anyone would... I mean, I look... It looks like uh, poor old Gandhi. It was uh, <laughs> first thing in the morning. Thin, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a technical question? Mm-hmm. I um, parked my car recently. I know I talk about parking a lot on this show, but it's such a big thing for me. (laughs) And my car, the body of my car, I'm calling it the chassis. Mm. Eh? I'm calling it the chassis. Um, I I remember that name because there used to be a thing people did. They did a spoonerism and they used to say, Shirley Bassey, she's got a burly chassis. Oh, that sounds like a vocal warm-up for a theatrical person. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But i got a question. When you park the car... Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll ask after this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Ros Bridges. Yes? Briefly. I like a piece of cheese with a thin slice of grape applied to the top. Thin slice oh, of wow. grape? I like your he use of applied, a... Ross. Yeah, he needs to imply a grape dangle, <laughs> which I think we spoke of. You won't, you won't get that, Zoe. No. Uh, um, yeah, we were talking last week. There's a, rest, a new restaurant that's uh, advertising for a grape dangler. A to uh, grape yeah. dangler. <clears throat> to feed people. It's sort of ancient Roman themed. I oh, mean, it is so a grape feeder, but I like grape dangler. Oh, was it feeder? Okay. 
Greg yeah. Kengler does sound like well, something do... it applies to a, cr- a cream to. That no, but they, so they, do, they do dangle them in order to feed people, don't they? When you see do ancient they? Romans <laughs> eating grapes, they're sort of it's underneath. Always, yeah. They're underneath them. Mm. It's always from a height, isn't it? Yeah, I think it? they attack from below, yeah. generally, the grapes. Really, the, were the sat- is it the satyrs? Satyrs, they were fond of a grape, weren't they? Were they? I don't mm. know. It's um, They had uh, goat's legs, as I recall, mm. which um, is a whole other story. But a sliced grape, <laughs> I'm thinking there's a lot of wastage on a sliced grape because you've got two round bits of it. It's just basically, yeah, there's... No, you'd have two pieces. Most, you'd have, would you get two slices out of a grape? Yes, of course. <laughs> Would you? Yes. Well, you need a sharp knife for that and quite an accurate hand. Anyway, you'd be dicing with death. <laughs> so, when you park... Now, I'm asking this question oh. because Zoe Lyons has said on this show, I am brilliant at parking. I am. She is brilliant. I am. Yeah. Very, no, obviously, yeah, I'm not. Yes, I'm terrible Yes, because my postman confused me for you and when he delivered the mail, he said, oh, congratulations on being such a good parker. I thought he was genuinely looking at my parking outside. Right. He was listening to the show. Oh. Um, back to Oh, you looked so it? terrible that morning. He was comparing you with Parker from Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, when you park mm-hmm. in a bay... Yes. If you're chassis... Yeah. <laughs> when you park in a bay and your chassis sticks out, does it legally have to be in the box? Or is that just the wheels? Do they care about overhang? I don't know, I don't want to be... Whatever that thing is that they put on your wheels. Fine. Clamped. Clamped. <laughs> yes. I love that part of the song. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway. Um, yes, so what is the answer? Well, I don't know if you were listening Wheels to the lyrics. Wheels in box. the question. Wheels in box. Wheels in box, so you chassis can, have, can be you extended. You can have slight chassis hang. You can have wow, a very slight made it chassis much overhang. But... So yes, I've already got that. Thank you. <laughs> as long as you, as long as your wheels are in the box, yeah. you're allowed a little bit of chassis hanger. When thing. you say a little bit, what do you mean by that? Well, I suppose it depends what you're driving. For. Are you driving a truck? You'll I drive an a, E-type Jaguar. He's got one of those Chris Eubank 18-wheelers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't drive an E-type Jaguar. I made that up. <laughs> yes, um. I've always assumed it's fine to have um, my trunk. Hanging over. I had a mental image of a parking attendant with a plumb line mm. dangling it from the, uh, the the outer reaches of my bumper and mm. going down. And if it's over the line, you're illegally parked. But that was incorrect. I think as long as your wheels are in, you're all right. This is great news. Yeah. But then, Frank, yeah. you I'm are... Gonna, I, that's my motto from now on. As long as your wheels are in... <laughs> You're all right. You're allowed that's a little bit of chassis hang. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. That's great. That's given me a lot more. Cause I need Does that make co- parking easier for you, yeah. Frank? Oh, I, like, I, I like to get in the general direction of the bay. <sighs> so that's good. Look, I wish you wouldn't shake your head and look at me like that, oh, Zoe Lyons. I just Lyons. can't stand people who can't park. Oh. <laughs> I just can't. Parking elitist. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Let me tell you something I did. I went to the Royal Opera House to see Mozart's uh, Don Giovanni. The Portions. And, well, it was actually... You see, I knew the AD. Mm. And so I just went to the dress. (laughs) Oh, not the DG. Now, so I was at the dress. And to be honest, a dress rehearsal at the Royal Opera House just feels like an amazing opera, Mm. generally Mm. speaking, except that the orchestra are in their caches. So they honestly, you will see someone play a bit of harp and then read a newspaper for five minutes. (laughs) And then it's really, it's so laid back. It's very weird. But there was an announcement before the the dress rehearsal began. And a woman said... um, she said, uh, let me get this right. It said that some of the cast, this is a dress rehearsal, mm. and some of the cast may be marking tonight. Oh, Are you yes. aware of marking? Mark. Yes. 
Now, I didn't, but this... Uh, for example, I know someone who went to a, a, a La Mis mm. uh, rehearsal. Mm. La Mis. Mm. And a bloke went, um, who was singing, said... And when the beating of your high resembles the beating <laughs> of a drum. In other words, I'm not doing the high note. Oh. So I'm resting myself. Oh, is that? Yeah, beat, when beating. So it's like, and when the beating of your high resembles oh. the beating of. I yeah. just thought, assumed he'd sort of seen somebody he'd known. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you save your, your voice. It's like if. Um, if I did a tryout gig, you know, new material, mm. and said, I, won't, I might not do all the punchlines. Just to save them. Tonight, yeah. 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 I think I have done many tryout nights when the audience thought I was marking. <laughs> so marking is this thing where you don't... It's a rehearsal I don't want to push. Oh, yeah. No, no one did it that I noticed. I'm no expert. I thought it was, it was fabulous. Well, we've seen, because um, I... I'm proud of bringing this to your attention. The George Michael, somebody to love video, Frank. Mm. He did not do that. He did not mark, did he? Well, he was in a rehearsal. There's a rehearsal thing that we we love on YouTube, and it's mm. it's him singing "Somebody to Love," the Queen song. Yes. And David and David tribute. Bowie and Seal are in the corner. <laughs> David Bowie's smoking, if I remember right. <laughs> Everyone's smoking. Yeah. And they're watching him. Uh, well, they're not watching him, but first they're talking, and he's singing. And I'm I'm not I'm not going to pretend to be a George Michael fan. But when I saw that, I thought I know why people love this bloke because his voice, Isn't even it? in this rehearsal, yeah. was unbelievable. Um, he, he never went. Somebody, can anybody find high? Somebody didn't. He never did that. He just, he just, um, and he was amazing. And and in the end, they were they stopped chatting and were both looking yeah, a bit like, old on. Oh wow, they yeah. were a bit school bullies yeah. at the back initially. Yeah, but boy, did he win that. Yeah. You see, I'd be if I was doing a full dress of an opera, which let's be honest is highly unlikely. You will, Oscar. <laughs> you, you will. will. It, it, highly unlikely but I'd want to make sure that I could hit those high notes before the big night mm. yeah I, I would not feel confident just going hi <laughs> yeah. I'm just wouldn't. thinking oh, God, I hope this works on the night because you know if you yeah. haven't tried it but they've always got a little bit of a throat opera singers have yeah. Yes. It's like in my past, I dated a couple of uh, professional dancers, as mm. British oh, comedians have to do. They've always oh. got a bit of a, always got a bit of a twinge. twinge. Yeah, always constant, stretching, always stretching. Have you got any opera singer friends? I've only got one. She trained I've at Ma- got... Maastricht. No, I've got. Um, I, I've, I have a friend who was a singer and then went um, went backstage. You know. What do you, oh. what do you mean? The, what, they well, died? No, no, no. Yeah, that's what they call it. That's, that's what, what they call, call it in opera. Theater. I'm afraid um, Martin's gone backstage. Oh, no. I only saw him a couple of weeks ago. It's a great show. Um, but there's someone I wanted to ask Zoe about because it made me think of. And I don't ask it now and you can answer it. No, if I do that, you'll tell me what the things. So Zoe's very... Zoe's too funny off air. <laughs> I save it all for off air. I know, you do. It's brilliant. No, you don't. Of course you don't. Silly sausage. Hi. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, the, the thing I was going to ask you, and this is on the marking theme, we were just uh, talking about the fact that some singers in rehearsals and even dress rehearsals open to the public don't do the high notes to save themselves. How do you feel, or maybe you do this, I have never taken... I've never used notes on stage mm. for new material stuff. Oh, wow. I really disapprove. OK. But when you're doing a stand, just explain to us non-comics. Please. Sorry, if, if I'm if I'm trying out new stand-up, you see some people just just read from notes. Sometimes they get the iPad out. Yeah, I've seen mm. the iPad out, and I think, oh no, I don't. We don't want to see them working out, do you? Oh. No, isn't it's a that... show. <laughs> but isn't that cost... <laughs> is that what people do for the work in progress? Yeah, called aren't they? But you don't like doing that. No, yet? I learn everything for the oh. work in progress. Oh, yeah. do you? Yeah, get him. Now, I won't have notes, 
about. Well, you know what, you know what you said about people who can't park. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's I feel about people who have notes. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. it's a performance, dear. Yeah. I mean, the wheels are in, but my chassis is hanging out. That's yes. uh, in, a, in a work in progress show. Yeah, mm. I will have. I. I I will occasionally have notes. If I'm in an audience and someone has notes, I think I'm I'm going now. No, really? but you usually just email me. Email me this show. <laughs> Although I've done an interview on the, my podcast, and I've had uh, a guest say to me, "Have you not got any notes? Where's oh, your questions?" I don't mind. I think an interviewer having no, notes but on is a fine. Walk on a dog walk. I wouldn't be holding cue cards. But I I also want people to believe I'm making it all up. Yeah. I understand on that. One, on one level, on one <laughs> yeah. suspension of disbelief. That's level. very good, though, Frank. Because to, to learn new material that isn't bedded in is quite hard because you don't really know whether it works or not. No, and it might yeah. not be worth learning. Often no, it isn't. Yeah, then you've but, wasted some hard drive. But, you know, I respect my audience. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> And I have less respect for my audience. Oh, I'm glad. Let's just wanted to establish that. Now okay. I can move on. So listen, I left the Royal Opera House and a man came up to me called Hugo. Of course he did. And he said, I work at the Royal Opera House. I've been there about 20 odd years. Um, and I thought, now what does he do? Because he wasn't in costume or anything. or And, and he wouldn't have got out to the show fast enough if he'd been in the orchestra I don't mm. think was anyway, he backstage and I don't mean that in the, the new sense well really, it's something it? that it's I suppose it's so in, so obvious I wouldn't have thought of it that they would need one he was the in-house piano tuner oh. lovely job for Hugo I mean <laughs> how, how many l- pianos do you have in an opera oh, in an opera house where they're rehearsing you have loads I should think I'd have said one was enough. In the entire opera house. Would you have said? There's a lot of moving about if you did that. Do they use pianos in opera? I bet. A twelve fifteen. No, but I'm on about in rehearsal. There, it's, it's all piano. Do you know initially. Hugo's got his hands full with that gig, hasn't How he? How long does it take to tune a piano? A lot of questions about the piano. <laughs> I like that you're looking at me. Why would oh, I well, know? You look like you might know. <laughs> I'm going to say an hour. Oh. What, to tune the piano? Okay, sitar. It, a sitar? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 20 no, minutes. No, sitar, that string's all over. Someone says, I'm I'm having a week off work. You're going away? No, I'm tuning the sitar. <laughs> we used no, to have a sitar. lovely piano tuner. He used to take about, what oh, my, it took a while. Mm. I don't know if he was stringing it out. Oh, very good. Unintentional. I'm going to go in there. Any tuners, please get in touch. There'll be there'll be tuners listening. At yes. least tuner chunks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've got a, quite a tuner demographic. I th- I wouldn't be surprised to yeah. find that we've got six piano tuners who listen to, to this show. To keep music mm. live stickers. No, seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to go 90 minutes for a piano tune. Hmm. <laughs> Frank? I'm going to go... Uh, <laughs> Two hours. Two, all right. So, okay. Well, I went it's low. I went. I went low. I went an hour. Okay. okay. Well, we'll say. Okay. I'll say. How long's the tune of piano? I twelve fifteen. I love it. This is much better than five words or whatever it is. See? And if we phone you about how long it takes to tune a piano, can you can you say uh, make me a piano tuner <laughs> when you answer? This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Zoe Lyons. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Frank, we've had... Our readers have got in touch regarding a question we asked. We've asked numerous questions this morning. But we were interested to know roughly how long it would take to tune a piano Mm -hmm. and a banana... First up, the key is to find someone who doesn't charge. Oh, wow, by the minuet. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Try Chopin around. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting it Goodness. all here. <laughs> um, we've also, we are getting, Ben Norris says about three chancellors. 
which I like. Oh. Okay. Oh. That, that is that clever topical <laughs> stuff. Can I say also, um, it was good Chopin around because Chopin is a piano player exactly. by mm, thing. So it's player. not just not just chucked in any classical no. name. It's well, perfect. listen, the, the, the length of time it takes to tune a piano, the scales have dropped from my eyes. Mm, Again, yeah. marvellous. Uh, well, how did this happen? Because listener 4423 has uh, texted in to say it takes about an hour to tune a piano. And oh. I believe, I'm not, I mean, I believe I said an hour. <laughs> you did. Okay. I believe Fair I said play. an hour. Uh, Zoe, sorry to uh, rain on your parade, oh. but Ben Brigden, it depends when it was last tuned and in what condition it has been kept. Minimum one hour, maximum two and a half hours. Oh. That's not a retune, that's a rebuild. <laughs> that's having the whole thing up on a ramp. It makes, yeah, going to have to ramp it. <laughs> my Don 11, Don 11, Kai. <laughs> yes. Okay. A lot of people, I mean... But, and that I makes sense, actually. If it's really out of tune, it's probably going to take a bit longer. How? Yes. I don't understand. You've just got to get it's it back to the... Further to turn it. And no. also, some of them might be all right. I don't even need to touch that one. I'm happy <laughs> with that F sharp. That's yeah. held well. <laughs> I know. I think you. If it's a, if it's minimum an hour, I think Zoe does win. I win. Okay. I'm going to take that as a win. It's a great moment. Going further back in, <laughs> at the start of the what show. What a sad little life. I know. I'm, it's a win, <laughs> Emily. It's a win. <laughs> you are very competitive. I mean, I'm I, quite competitive. Honestly, on the parking thing, I was yes. owned, utterly owned yep. by Lyon. Yeah. Well, with Jordan, uh, one of our regulars, Bree Frank's uh, parking bay query. Although she says Bay Parking Query, which I like. Sounds like she's in the sort of San Francisco area. <laughs> it's much more fun to have a small car and park it as far into the bay as possible in between two other bigger cars. Then the bay looks empty and you can have fun watching drivers approaching what they think is a space and having their hopes dashed. I've done, wow, that. I've done that many times, thinking <laughs> there's a space, and you go over and it's got a smart car in it. You know, I've always... She's, Ruth has confirmed what I've always suspected, is that they're enjoying it, possibly sitting in the car watching our faces. Yeah. Mind you, I'm such a good parker. Oh, oh come well, I don't on. know why you haven't brought this up before. <laughs> I, I've, I I've think I've parked my car in a space that's... That's smaller than my car. I think I've broken physics in the past. Parking. Yeah. Maybe if you went diagonal, it would be possible to do that. I'm really, really good. It's I'm like really getting, uh, you know, getting a table through a, a door frame. Yeah. If you go yeah, off go to, slightly to one side. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what the uh, removal guys can do. Any removal guys listening? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> bit of bit of sort of ordinary radio there. We don't do much of that. Mm. Yeah, that'll reassure everyone. That's what they want from radio: reassurance, not entertainment. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was going to go back to the beginning of the show when uh, Frank mentioned uh, Antarctic fat that was consumed by Scott. And which, his colleagues on the boat. Yeah, which in, well, I don't know if it's on the boat. Well, it would have been on a boat, wouldn't it? I think there's a lot of trekking. Yeah, one but it of would the have things on the boat. One of the things with uh, Scott's thing was they didn't eat the dogs, which is why they think um, they didn't make it. Should have ate the dogs. Mm. Not advice mm. you often hear. No. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think I thought it was called Pantechnicon, but I do think that's a lorry. Well, um, listener seven five four one has texted in to say he believes it's. <laughs> I believe the fat Frank is talking about is pancetta. It's no. A belly. Oh. I don't think it is, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not an expert on blubber, but I don't think it was pancetta. No. No. I wouldn't have mind that. That's more of a cruise if you got pancetta. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't think uh, Captain Oates would have said I'm going out for a while, maybe some time, if there was pancetta in no, the cupboard. I'm going to have a carbonara with a bit of pancetta <laughs> in it. 
Does anyone know I mean, the name of that time. fat stuff? I it's can't believe it. It's a nightmare getting a hold of quinoa around here. Maybe sometime. <laughs> Maybe sometime. <laughs> That's what my mother used to say when she went off to get special herbs and spices. Frank, 947, dear Mr Munchenko, this is a reference to your love of... Oh, yes. Um, yeah, Monster Munchies. I very much enjoyed the conversation from two weeks ago. Oh, I've got more news on Monster Munch. OK. In case you didn't know, Zoe, I've started eating bag after bag of Monster Munch because there's less than 100 calories in every bag. I think you've told me this before. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm quite tedious. Yes. <laughs> I'm nothing special, in fact. I'm a bit of a bore. Next. If you tell a joke... No, I don't think that's true of you. I would say your material's quite original. Thank you very much. If Zoe tells a joke, she's probably just reading it off a I'm bit of I force. Off a post-it. <laughs> Dear Mr Munchenko, I very much enjoyed the conversation from two weeks ago about Frank's newfound healthy, in quote marks, just FYI, mm. snack. It had me reminiscing on my fond Monster Munch memories and was wondering if Frank remembers the vanilla ice cream flavoured Monster Munch. If not, I would like to propose he uses his fame, I love uses his fame, to start a campaign to bring them back, to think we could have a three-course meal for 300 calories. Love the show. The cowardly... uh, Oh, Repo Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ordinary people. <laughs> I hate them. That's a line. I've cleaned it up, but that's a line from Repo oh. Man. Um, well, first of all, I, d- um, I was looking the other day at um, dessert Pringles. And they you, don't do such a thing. You can honestly get stuff like a baked Alaska Pringles and no, stuff can like you? that. No, you lie. There's lots of sweet Pringles. Wow. Is that? I quite like the sound of those. I think it's an American American uh, thing. An American. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't fancy the sweet crisps. I seem to remember that a shop, a pop-up shop opened not a million miles from this studio that just sold crisps. Do you remember that? And they had some sweet crisps. I'm not into the sweet crisp. No. A vanilla ice cream crisp. No, and a vanilla ice cream monster munch crisp. That's a lot of... Mm. Powder. I think the combination of a sponsor of a the combination of a monster, which is a dynamic, frightening mm. thing, with vanilla, mm. which is a very sort of bland thing, that seems wrong to me. Yeah. I didn't think I'd go out on a moral <laughs> note <laughs> on the monster munch. Morality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Monster munch. Exactly. That wouldn't have been a bad thought for today, actually, on Radio 4. Are you all right? (laughs) No, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I wasn't all right. I was all over the place. Emily's sort of... uh, Obviously, her chair is on wheels. That's many office chairs, but I've never seen it move that far before. (laughs) It did go slightly Davros. It did go a bit Davros. Oh, how's he getting on, Davros? Um, He hasn't been in Doctor Who for a while, but he'll be back. But I think the the forthcoming uh, special, which is uh, next weekend, 90 Minutes... um, there's a few um, old faces coming back. I, I, I haven't heard anything about him, but he may. Mm. He may appear. I'm not sure. He feels a bit old school, if you don't mind me saying. No, no, but that's uh, one of the features of Doctor Who is that old school suddenly reappear. Like, um, there's a character called Alpha Centauri who hadn't mm. been in it, um, I think, since the Pertwee era. And then, um, anyway, I don't want to bore people. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He does. There was a Pope story this week. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I love any any Pope Francis news is good. Was there ever a Pope story? Um, This was a... I liked it. Yeah. I loved it. I I particularly enjoyed it because it's, um, it's a subject close to my heart. Not... The Pope or Catholicism? No, uh, that's a subject close to my heart. Well, we should say. Yeah, I was going to say because he he got some custom kicks. Well, he gets a lot of custom kicks. He gets a lot of gifts. The Pope. If you go to the Vatican Museum, it's crammed with, and they're often things like 
enormous tusks from the 19th century that have been uh, engraved useful. or big golden things but this was a bit this was a pair of trainers oh you it's see, quite um Versace the aesthetic isn't it the papal aesthetic what um well <laughs> the Pope was given let's wish you okay, yeah care. yeah the branding's quite yeah, yeah I just it's mean got, it's, it's yeah. quite for, you know it's quite the, there was um, we should we should de- describe the trainers the custom kicks now I don't know all the terms but they're high high, high tops. tops high tops yeah new okay. Pope trainers just dropped yeah <laughs> and um, so they're yellow and white the papal colours with mm-hmm. the papal badge <laughs> on yeah. the side oh, they're I mean, yellow and white I have to say um, I was sad when it said on the box size 8 because I thought look if you don't want them Oh, is that the same size? I, I, no, I'm a nine. But oh. I thought, what a shame, because I would have worn them until they perished. Do you, do you, can you wear a high top, though, Frank? I, I just Because I worry I'd for the Pope being 85, trying to get... You know, it's harder <clears throat> on your arches, isn't it? Might trying be to good, get them into a high top. Uh, might be good for... He has uh, sciatica, the Pope. It may, it may well, um, he steady was, him. He was spotted, and this wasn't in Heat magazine, <laughs> in The Chemist once... Uh, buying this is true because he was buying shoes and I remember thinking that was a bit of a strange buying shoes and a chemist yeah because he was buying orthopaedic shoes Uh, he likes but he's isn't he quite he does his own thing the Pope thank God what (laughs) are you going to tell me the Pope was buying in a chemist that was a terrible moment (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry I'm ready I'm okay I'm alright I'm alright So we're discussing uh, the Pope, Pope Franny, and... Come on. Oh, is that not allowed? I know it's allowed. Okay, sorry, Frank. I'm so sorry. Anyway, these are... One thing is that the the shoes have Pope written on them. I mean, they've got the papal badge and they're yellow and white. I mean, I... Are they thinking uh, that should cover it? If the Pope goes ten pin bowling, I think yeah. that will clear up any confusion these, about well, who's trying to stay It off. says on either side of the high tops, which just dropped. Yeah, it says Pope on one, mm. and then I think it says Francis on the other. Okay. Oh, I mean, no one. I don't think anyone calls him Pope. So no one at the Franny. Vatican puts their head around the office door and says, Sir Pope, can I have a word? That doesn't happen. Or Franny. Franny is oh, I'm not... sorry about yeah. that, Frank. I'm sorry. Do but I I'd think like a matching Franny pack for his high tops would be lovely. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. come on. I, um... What about when the Pope got his orthopaedic shoes in the chemist? I lo- that, do you know what? That is. really made me warm to him, That Frank. is nice, I think. Sorry. I think he's, he's one of the good guys. Do you think the uh, high tops come with those little um, wings that... Do you remember the, the word trainers you could get at one point yes. that had little wings I remember the them well I think I they were made famous Claire by Rainer. Jedward Claire Rainer advertised <laughs> yes, I remember well. oh. or Jedward they're so interchangeable and um so that would be lovely little little uh, wings like little fabric yes. wings leather stitched wings, wings is what I'm picturing yeah. oh I quite like the sound you would of love that actually they'd be a lovely gift for Frank yeah he'll be celebrating can you still get them? celestial relationship we'll dig some um, out Frank well, there's a bit of Greek mythology in there of course oh, yeah. the wing the I think I might have some of those and okay. also I think uh, the original Flash um, the one who used to wear a tin hat, I think he had uh, winged heels. He the iconography of the messenger. In fact, the Flash might have winged heels now, I come to think about it. Anyway, anyway let's meanwhile, not back in the Vatican. What I'd like to know is do these shoes have an imperishable soul? <laughs> oh, lovely. Thing. I mean, it was a very little theology comedy on commercial radio. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, they were given to him. I've got a bit of a deep dive on this because I'm rather obsessed by it. I mean, it's fashion, it's the Pope, it's everything I love about life. Mm. And they were gifted to him by Father Jim. Oh. Are you familiar with Father Jim? No. Father Jim uh, is based in... uh, Someone near Texas. Right. He's a motivational speaker and a Catholic priest, as you are. Okay. He went over there. He had these created specially for the Pope. From a company that... Well, some people say they evolved. Oh! oh. 
So what mm. make are they? Oh, sorry, no, carry on. Carry on with no, your story. Yeah, yeah. They're from... Uh, I'll like, carry on with your story. <laughs> carry on with a little story. <laughs> they're from a company, Frank, that's called True Blue. Oh, so they're not a big... They're not Nikes or any of those. He, They customise your Nikes. So the man would have taken the... Father Jim, hard as this may seem to imagine, bought the Nikes, Yeah. Mm-hmm. took them in to True Blue and said, can you customise these for the Pope? True Blue say they have had requests. They've customised trainers before, also for Paul McCartney and uh, Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, I love that you call Snoop Doggy Dog his full name. I do, I do. I'm not very polite. It's very formal. Yeah, it's quite a roster, isn't it? (laughs) That they've got the Pope and Snoop (laughs) Dogg. But the man who owns the trainer company, what I liked, is gave a quote and said, "They said, Jim, well, you've done some amazing people." And he said, "Yeah, but the Pope is kind of like he's like the top level." (laughs) (laughs) I list. (laughs) I, I mean, I think they're a nice trainer. And I'm going to go to our trainer expert about this to find out what uh, she thinks. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've been really... I've been digging out some pictures of the Jeremy Scott wing trainers. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I think you quite like the look of them, Frank. Some of them seem to be for reversing. <laughs> yeah. the, the, fly, the, the wings are pointing in the wrong way. I think you need... You need um, external wings, don't you? Coming out the back. Yeah, that's Like a classic Yeah, Achilles. Mercury. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. I don't think Achilles... Wasn't it Achilles? He's a warrior. No. Oh, you've got that wrong. Pegasus you can stick he had, with uh, he had, You're thinking of uh, his heel. Yeah, yeah, his heel. Oh, that's what I'm getting Do confused. you know what? His heel played him up all the time. He had a nightmare. He had a, he had a really hard time getting into high tops because of his heel. Mm. Yeah, well. the shoehorn. <laughs> If I remember rightly, in the Iliad, he doesn't have the heel. I think that was added later. Mm. Just saying. Gluten Morgan, this news just in. That's good. Don't know, but it costs about a grand. That's going to be a piano tuning joke, of oh, course. I think go. it will be. I hope it is. So you, 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 um. You're a trainer's person, Zoe, am I right? I'm, I'm, I'm often... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Latin for a personal trainer. Yeah. You're a trainer's, trainer's person. person. Yes. I, I do wear a lot of trainers. But are you, uh, are you like the sort of person who would pay? No. I have friends like that who've, bought, who've got, like, box loads of trainers that none of them... They don't wear any of them and no. then they just sell them off. I'm, I'm confused by that. They buy I them very for much lying wear down. my trainers. Is, yeah. it, is that what it's like when wine people buy it for lying down? Yes, rather yeah, than, yeah. I found when I had wine, I often did quite a lot of lying, lying down, down and drank it. Oh. Mm. I, like, I really... I would wear these. I think they look The papal trainer? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I tell you what I'm appreciating with it is the colour. It's a beautiful sort of um, rosty yellow. Mm. It's a be- very nice... I'm going to say on brand. It's, it's, it's very... Yeah, it's of the moment. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think if he offset what, yellow that... Yellow is the new black. Yellow yellow stroke orange, if he offset that with a sort of slightly mm. military green, I think he'd no, really the, pull that off. No, we have a problem here straight away. <laughs> the Pope only wears white. Yeah, it's, you can't, it's you very can't. restricting as a wardrobe, isn't it? Do you know what? It's a lovely choice, though. It's the wardrobe of affluence... Because it suggests, uh, well, Jerry Halliwell only wears Jerry white. Jerry Halliwell only wears white. Jerry Halliwell and the Pope, basically. Yeah, that's a yeah. stranger list than <laughs> the Pope and Snoop Doggy Dog and Jerry whatever. Halliwell, the Pope, and Wimbledon players. Yes, that's it. I yeah. now can I clear and something dentists. up? It used it used to be said that Pope Benedict, Pope Benedict, the last Pope, mm. still around. Mm-hmm. Um, that he wore um, Prada slippers. Mm, yes. That was right. Now, and, uh, in fact, he did wear red sort of moccasins, which he used to like to wear under his um, white gown. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, um, favourite fact about Pope Benedict, other than he was known as the Pope's Rottweiler at one point, is that um, in 2007... A squire voted Pope Benedict accessoriser of the year. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be you next. But um, I discovered recently that they weren't uh, Prada. They were made by one of those artisan 
Um, oh yes, it's one of those Antonelli. Yes. In, I think it was actually Daniel Day Lewis made them for him. Do you remember he tried to be an artisan cobbler of for a part? Yes, he did. No, he get, he actually gave up his job of acting to be a cobbler. Yes, yeah, so those did red. I know, um, oh, but it was prep for a, a fashion part. designer. No, but then don't you remember? He then said, "I'm quitting show business. I'm going to be a fashion designer or something." Oh, silly. <laughs> anyway, so they're handmade. Um, can I just say Red how moccasins. much I love the word moccasin? Do you? Oh, isn't that... It's so comfy. Handmade shoes, though. If I, if you were feet, you'd feel a bit inadequate if the hands are making your stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think, you know, source locally. <laughs> that's what I think. Oh, you've May got to we? do your bit. Have you, have you done your bits? Oh, i got to do my bit. Do your bits, love. <laughs> um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Zoe Lyons. You can text this show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> it wasn't that professional. Oh, wow. You just went a bit Liz Trust there on me, Frank. Oh, <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> I, um, it was quite Trussian. It was a bit Trussian. Yeah, I liked it. I listened to Dave Berry on uh, on the mornings, and he's as slick as you like. He's so slick. It's what a pro. I tell you, Kat's mm. a big uh, DB fan. Sure, she, she loves him. Mm. But the five words, I've never... Uh, do you know the five words competition? No. What How happens does it is, work? So if I say to you, um, bored, first word that comes into your head, B-O-A-R-D, bored. Black, okay. What would it have been for you, Zoe? Dart. Okay. Some of the difference. Good. So this is what <laughs> this is what So someone You're phones in. Someone phones in and does that with five words. Oh yeah. And then uh, and then uh, a member of the show um, does likewise, and you have to get exactly the same things. It's impossible. Best oh. I've ever got, I think, is one. Okay. Seems absolutely impossible. They have words like, okay, first word that comes into your head, upheaval. <laughs> um, um, oh, it's, yeah, hesitant. Um, uh, kind of money's safe, that's what I think. Listen, listen to me. Very good, though, it's compelling, can I just say Is that? It? Mm. Do you like that I've started a link on Breakfast no. Radio with Listen to me? Yeah, listen, listen to me! I'm talking about the Dave Berry show. It's all in-house. Uh, it's good. I'm being a good company man. No, I just want, I wanted to ensure that you two had come across this because whilst we were speaking of uh, the papal trainers, custom yeah. kicks, mm. I'd also like to discuss the tattoo trainers... Did you ever come across this? Oh, it wasn't yes. that long ago. No, the t- uh, yes, the tattooed. Yes, yes did you man, see this? A man had a pair of training shoes tattooed on his feet. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's sort of genius. <laughs> Is well, it? He was so tired of paying for new shoes. He'd be a nice friend for you, Frank. Mm. <laughs> he got a tattoo artist, a South African tattoo artist, Dean Gunther, Oh. To, to design. <laughs> You've Googled, haven't you? You scoundrel. I thought you just knew Dean Gunther. But you know, that's my party trick, is obscure people. No, it is. You are brilliant at that. Um, to tattoo these trainers, this trainer design, onto his feet. Mm. And Gunther was so <laughs> happy with his design, he can't stop. I mean, it's all over social media. Mm. He's putting these pictures up. Did you see them? And what did you think of them? Well, they reminded me, I've got uh, a tattoo of um, navy blue speedos. <laughs> <laughs> and no one at the local swimming baths has noticed I've a spotted. damn thing. No. No. <laughs> uh, no. They were... Um, I'll tell you what I, I didn't like about the uh, tattoo trainers. They were what I would call opera-centric. So they're all about the uppers, but there's no... So there's, like, bare toes sticking out the front of them, which I I didn't try with the... uh, Has he had the soles tattooed on? (laughs) Has he got the soles tattooed on? No, he hasn't got that seat. They sort of sit on the top as if he stepped through his trainers. Oh, I see. You know what I mean. Mm. Yes, you know, Mm. they're sort of where the trainer meets the slide. 
tops. Okay, like a sort of trainer sandal type. Okay, mm. yeah. Like trainer slide meets. <laughs> the trainer meets the slide. <laughs> it's a bit like, is it, is it when the north wind blows? It's got that kind of fabulous. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to read that novel. When the trainer meets the slide. Yeah. A novel by Beryl Bainbridge. <laughs> But yes. they can't... Uh, they've got a bit of an identity crisis, I agree. And mm. I sort of think, make your mind up. Pick a lane. Yeah. Which are you? Because they've also got a bit of Birkenstock thrown in. Oh, no, you Have don't want they? a tattooed Birkenstock. Oh, yes, the exposure of the toe. Oh, yes, that is, oh. yes. And I feel... I mean, my issue with it as well is that... I don't like exposed toenails unless they're no. very, very well cared for. Mm, I agree. These weren't. Right. And they're now tattooed. Does he call them tashus? <laughs> tashu. <laughs> Bit like tashus. If you were going to, you haven't go got to a tashu, th- have you? <laughs> going to go no, to I'm, the I'm having them done Thursday. Sorry. <laughs> Shoes tattooed on. You, yeah. you, you'd definitely go to the trouble of having a pedicure as well to make sure that the, yeah, exactly. the foot. Exactly. I mean, you'd, 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 you'd go the but whole. You could get socks. Socks that look like trainers would have been cheaper. Well, do you know what look like trainers? Trainers look like yes. trainers. I mean, that is just easier. That's a good that point. That is easier. I think, well, then we'll end on that so we can give it some thought. Frank <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, 283. Hi, Frank. It takes me one to three hours to tune a piano, depending on condition. That seems to be... Yeah. That seems to be the window, one to three hours mm. for it. The average seems to be one, which is what I went for. I'm just throwing it in there. Do you, does every instrument need tuning? Would you tune like a clarinet? Uh, 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 oh, come on, uh, Zoe. Well, you, you, you know, know all about you alter your reed, don't you? you, sort of, don't you do you know do, what? Do your bit what, with a reed. If one of those doing. lovely gents from the orchestra pit could get in touch, and I, sp- I only want them. I don't or just want ra- I don't want randos. I want one of those lovely men. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) You know those men, Frank, you see in musical theatre? They're they're so... They're a lovely man of a certain age. And they wear... um, They they always wear a nice bow tie, maybe. Waistcoat. Waistcoat. Often called Allah. They're lovely men. Mm. Martin. Frank, listen to yes. this. Zero five three, re-winged heels. Yes. Um, the Martian from the Looney Tunes cartoons always had uh, baseball boots with wings. Did that is from okay. Ralphie at Ralphie Customs. What does that oh. tell you about Ralphie? Ralphie can knock up a sneaker. Ralphie's at customs. Oh, he's not in customs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, I see. I was imagining him sitting at a desk with a box of rubber gloves and some forms. <laughs> um, apparently, the guy who's had these uh, trainers yeah. tattooed, in his will, he said that when he dies, he wants his feet severed and hung over a telegraph wire. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful it is a way lovely, to oh, go. Imagine oh, seeing yeah. that. Yeah, that would be, be that would be slightly alarming. He's he's ruling out a lot of functions he can go to with these trainers because presumably the, the idea of the tattoo. Mm. Bear with me, Zoe. Okay, is that oh that's great. I don't have to wear shoes. Yeah, I'm yeah. presuming. But there are there are certain events that would not be suitable at. He can't go to a toga party. <laughs> That's out. Well, no, I think he, he exactly could, because Emily's pointed out many times, fancy dress nearly always falls down at footwear. Yeah. yeah so it's often always, people yeah. look great, and then they just put some trainers, trainers on. on. Which is why I put make the most effort with footwear, because it's like I, I just have to write someone off. If I, you put all that effort into the... The ghost and the whole look. And then, Frank, what do they put on their feet? Well, it's usually trainers, isn't it? Tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not even a trainer. The amount of ghost trains you see let down by Reebok. It's true. Yeah. It is true. Dracula's in black trainers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as is. At least wear a patent dress shoe. Yeah. I mean, I actually, when I went to Jonathan Ross's party as the Frankenstein monster... You always make an effort. I actually bought some um, bulky boots, which I... Did you? Yeah. Oh, I which thought you is, got them from the Pope. <laughs> which is um, what he wears, what the Boris Karloff one yeah. wears. I think I, he may be barefoot in the uh, 
in mm. the book. But uh, I think he's got tattooed chunky boots on. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. I might get tattooed gloves because I'm always losing gloves. I worked with a woman who had tattooed makeup. She had um, mascara you? and eyeshadow and all that tattooed on lipstick. Yeah. Mm. You've really got to commit to that, haven't you? Yeah, she said it was uh, just better for uh, her skin. Not okay. to be using makeup. And cheaper in the long run. Mm. My niece is like um, face painting. Oh, yeah. But it's very expensive, and I just wonder at what point you could just get that tattoo done. Yeah, that is a commitment. Yeah. So I, I don't want to be when you're 35 going to a job interview with Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank356 says, Hi, Frank, you can tune a clarinet by adjusting how far apart the separate parts of the clarinet are. Not from the pit, but the non-pros know too. Okay. Well, okay. okay. So, you, so it can be tuned. Have separate have... parts of the clarinet. You just adjust all the bits. You could have bits in different rooms. Mm. That wouldn't that work. Quite, no, that, that's too <laughs> high. Are you some sort of surrealist? That's, that's... If you could be great at any instrument, which one would you choose? That question to Frank Skinner first. I think piano. Because mm. the trouble is, if you're great at clarinet, you never go into a pub where there's a clarinet <laughs> on the wall. Yeah. Good but one. piano, yeah. just uh, what I've always and I have fantasized. I mean, I often fantasize about this. I still mm. daydream quite a lot mm. that I'll go into a pub and go dun 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 dun, dun and someone say, "Can you um, can you not?" Mess about with the piano. <laughs> and I say, OK, just one more. And then do a Scott jumping. You've turned it into some sort of revenge moment. I just like the idea of people thinking you're rubbish. I do. And then absolutely dazzling So what would you choose? I'm with Frank on the piano. I think the show-off potential with the piano is enormous. So for me, again, that very much appealing. Or... The double bass. I see you with that. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. When's that going to crop Well, up? you know, I just bash it out and I, I can see myself wearing a sort what of 1950s denim turn-up jean and a yes. flannelette shirt. Oh, well, you've sucks. gone rockabilly. Yeah. That's what you've yeah, got. I see I'll a bit sucks. T- yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll quiff off my tuft. Quiff off my Please tuft. don't. <laughs> yes, good idea. I would go for... Yes, I asked that question so I could tell you. No, yes. I would go for the drums because I do like a, oh, yeah. a female mm. drummer. But what I about do. A middle-aged female drummer, come on. Less, yeah. but I do like a female <laughs> drummer. No, because there aren't any. It would be brilliant. Yeah. Would you do what? all the twiddly like I do all of it, twiddly, and I twiddlies. would be so high up on that roster, let me tell you. What do they call the drum platform? It's got a name, hasn't it? The drum platform. No, it's got I a special I, name. I any drummers, know. please tell us. Plinth. The Rise. Oh, that's it. I'd be so high up on that rise. I've always thought one of my... um, I don't know what I'm trying to work out, what words now it's possible to use, but Mm. the sort of super cute female drummer is when Karen Carpenter was a drummer. Mm -hmm. She was amazing. She looked fabulously Mm. 60s as well. It just looked great. She should have stayed there. Mm. And the xylophone. I think the xylophone... Doesn't get enough recognition. I like these days. I don't with, like it's with um, kids TV. You know when they but have two sticks. You know they have two sticks in each yeah. hand. That's re- that's impressive. I'd go three sticks xylophone, three in each hand. Mm. I always found it depressing. There'd always be an old man that would come on and play that on kids TV. Another one of my daydreams was um, <laughs> violin. He's playing the violin with. Um, fretting it with your right hand and the, the bow in the right hand rather but, and then throwing it into the air and <laughs> playing it the other way like Ronnie Sullivan switching how he holds his cue <laughs> plucking it with your teeth well, like going a bit Hendrix on your violin I don't like the taste of resin no all oh, morning <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been if uh, Apocalypse. What's it called? Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now had been about a travelling orchestra, yeah. and he'd said, "I love the taste of resin." Charlie in the don't play the violin. Oh man! Hi. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
I've had an exciting week, Frank. I've made a big life decision. Oh, uh. I bought um, I bought a tracksuit, top and bottoms, and I've been <laughs> contemplating it for so long, so long, and I finally made I made the leap, and I went bold colours. And um, I've never been happier. How bold? Like really shocking electric like the blue and orange. Oh, electric! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And I bought it slightly oversized as well. And I wore it out into the garden the other day to discuss some work with my carpenter. And carpenter, <laughs> <laughs> so difficult. Yeah, I was having my decking replaced. It really oh. was shot. And um, he said I look quite hip hop, and I felt very happy with that. Uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've. I've Did you have your beats on? I had um <laughs> I didn't have my beats on. <laughs> okay. I, I'd combined the, the oversized tracksuit with a beanie and a pair of garden crocs. So um well, I'm it glad. was quite at a last, strong look. At last it crocs have crept back into the fashionable. Well I wanted to ask Emily about this. What what are your thoughts on tracksuits? As a as a fashion item? Because I've wanted one for so, so long. Could it in any way be described as a shell suit? No, no, okay. definitely not. It's All a lot right, more comfy snobby. than that. No, it's, and it's not a lounge suit either. No. It's not a. It's not sort of like a sort of velvety lounge suit. No. It's um, velour. Well, usually, aren't they? Yeah, velour. <laughs> I am very, very into this idea. I love mm. a tracksuit. Mm-hmm. The luxe leisure wear, as you know, I'm a big fan of, mm. and it is. Um, it is that sort of elderly Italian gentleman. Oh, yes. Possibly well, I, based in Miami now. I, yes. I couldn't. I'm too old for a full tracksuit. No, no I think you're the perfect age. No, no. Really? really? No. Trust me. Not even with a ring zip? I'd look like oh, I just... Oh, with a ring zip? I yes. see you with a ring zip. No, oh, no. Yes. People you. would think I'd wandered <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> if I was seen out in one of those, ah, I could wear red. a top. I'd wear a top and I'd wear tracky bottoms, but I wouldn't wear. Not even this is the thing. The combo together is quite a brave move. I it think is. It, it really I is. I can totally see you in a tracksuit. Brave or foolish? <laughs> no, I feel very. I'm really happy in my tracksuit. Well, I can. I can imagine you carrying it off. Would you not me. even go for the retro Gucci, the sort of seventies? Oh yes, I Look, see I, you in there with an aviator I sunglass. I know this is going to happen to all <laughs> of and us. And a peaky blinders cap. Oh yes, you know. When you see uh, an older man in like a suit and that, but with trainers, because yes. the, the feet won't handle a leather shoe anymore. Oh. I'm so I'm holding on to, to not looking like that if I can avoid it. I, a tracks the, the full tracksuit that's behind me. Okay. I haven't worn it to the shops yet. Well, I'll tell you what's back in. Where do you wear it? Just around the house? Just around the house and to talk to my carpenter. Less brave. <laughs> I mean, it's quite niche having a specific outfit to address your carpenter in. Yeah? <laughs> Sorry, I just need to pop up and put my tracksuit on. I mean, I where's my, where's my, my carpenter show. outfit? <laughs> Wait till you see my plumber outfit. (laughs) Often when Zoe's on here, she tells us what clothing she's just bought. Do you remember the weighted... um, Weighted vest? The weighted vest. Oh, that caused chaffing. Lovely pop. That absolutely caused chaffing, that weighted vest. Do you not wear it anymore? I've given up on the weighted vest. (laughs) It was was, was foolish. That was a waste of money. It was a bit of a waste. It makes a beautiful doorstop. So, you know, it hasn't gone completely... It's really weighted. I thought it might be rounding the shoulders of a mannequin in the local Oxfam <laughs> as we speak. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We were discussing tracksuits. Mm. So you referred to your new purchase. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. You were asking me uh, if I had a tracksuit... Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you when I've owned a tracksuit, I'm thinking of reinvesting. Do you remember the Vogue for the... They were called Juicy Couture. Yes. These people are paying oh, me, FYI. Yes. yes. I have no financial relationship with them. But they... It became... They were very much associated with the sort of Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and mm. then it became a bit of a reality star thing. Do you remember those, Frank? The pink yeah. one, particularly. No, I do remember them. I have a vision now of... Um, Britney with a mm. big, always with a big drink, big, yes, drink, big drink from McDonald's. And the point of them was of those, they yeah. were quite snug, so you would expose the midriff, maybe mm. pair them with a jean, a low-slung jean. Mm. Oh. Okay? Yeah. 
I'm thinking of going back to my Juicy Couture tracksuit days, but maybe with more of a mom vibe. Okay. Oh, Juicy Couture mom. So what sort of colour would It's a bit thinking? Hollywood mall mom. Mm. OK. Um, the colour would uh, be Cerise. Oh, Cerise. Okay. With a gold trim. What is, what is Cerise? <laughs> what colour is that? Ish. It's a beautiful pink. What? With a gold oh. trim. With like a gold bit of gold trim on it. That's what I'm thinking about Juicy Couture. There's always a bit of gold, bit of gold going on. Absolutely not. Okay. No gold. Anyway. <laughs> um, have we heard from... This has become a podcast. It used to be a, um, yeah, um, have we heard from the outside world as we before we uh, make our way off into the distance? We have, we have some... I'm taking that as a no. So, look, <laughs> on... on um, uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to talking about Dave Berry's show. They have a thing they're doing, which is a brilliant idea called the Band of Mom and Dad. Are you aware of this? No, no. Where they get people who used to be in bands and when, when they had children, they sort of gave, gave it all up and, and they're getting them back together. Um, I... I was assuming, you know, we're doing this big charity gig for Absolute. I was a big. I was assuming they were going to close the bill. Is that is that correct, Sarah? I don't know, to be honest. I I mean that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> if they are, I, I I'm saying that they they have to, or I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. It's, it's such a good idea, though. All that talent, idea. all that talent um, lost in parenthood. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, something else I was uh, talking about earlier off air was um, the new trend of what I'm calling Let's Do That, which is where you see a TV show, for example, or a film and think, oh, that's good, let's do that. And then you just make something that's uh, more or less exactly the same. Television, it's... Yeah. I had a thing saying, would you like Would you like to do this programme? It's called Family Footsteps. Oh, and, uh, so what you do is you go back and trace the history of your family and see what I thought. That that's sounds a, very, very that's a good familiar, idea. doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> off right to who do you think you are? Let's, let's yeah. do that. Let's yeah, do that. that. <laughs> Yeah. Stop it. Have some original thoughts, you Antiques fools. Antiques bike trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's... Um, oh, antiques, everything now. Oh, they love an antique, don't oh, they? That's my goal in life, is just to present antiques. Is that what you'd like? Yeah, I'd like to do... I'd like to tell you my dream, Emily. <laughs> Loose women two or three times a week. The show, not That's hobby. my dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a bit of antiques, road trip. Well, it will, it will oh, calm, it will calm, it will surely calm. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you're amazed And then it. maybe to finish off a bit of rip-off Britain. That's... <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're quite old enough for rip-off I'm getting Britain. there, Frank. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. What is rip-off Britain? It's when... People talk about consumer. How to get what off do they call it? Cons consumer. Not how to get ripped off. Not, how, that... to, how to avoid getting ripped oh, off. Oh, I know that one. Is yeah. that with Gloria Hannaford? It is. Do you remember? Um, oh, do you remember yes. Rogue Builders? <laughs> yeah, like it's, that. it's that kind of. I'm bringing uh, that back, Frank. I've you? looked at that and went, "Let's do that." Do you know what? Rogue you Builders too. Forget sexy. You're bringing that back. I'm bringing I that like back, that. and I'm going to present it. In my tracksuit. I'm going to bring back rogue builders, but in this one, builders go into your house when you're on holiday and build something. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, as, well, yeah, we got back from um, Tenerife and there was a, a well in the garden. <laughs> An ornate wishing well. I mean, I think there's been a mistake. I'd watch that. Uh, Zoe, it's always lovely to see you. Thank you for... Coming Lovely in to today from the seaside. Yeah, bringing up from the seaside. Yep. <laughs> and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.